Welcome to Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians podcast. Here, we explore the central topics of intentional life design, boundaries, health, wellness, and leadership for physicians. I am dedicated to helping you create meaningful structures in your life that support both professional and personal growth. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Rachel Miller. I've tackled some of the same issues that many of us in the medical field struggle with such as creating meaningful connections, imposter syndrome, and having a life outside of the office. Join me each week as my guests and I tackle these topics and so much more, delivering content that shows you the importance of investing time into yourself beyond caring for those around you. Tap the follow button so you never miss an episode. Hello, hello, friends. Thank you for joining me today. I have a really interesting uh, topic today, and it's a topic that I personally have struggled with, and it's a thought framework that held me back in the past and something that I'm actively working on. And I think that the tips that we talk about at the end will definitely be of benefit and help you. So in this podcast, and as we continue to move forward, I'll be introducing some thought frameworks that are keeping us feeling stuck and unhappy and just generally unfulfilled in life. And this first one I'm introducing today is this concept of black or white thinking. And it's one of the frameworks that I see a good amount in my coaching of other physicians and some other non-physicians that I work with. And it's something that's very pervasive. It's quite prevalent. And just to give you a little bit more context of what this is, black or white thinking, another word or another phrase for that is when you think that everything has to be all or none. And this idea is rooted in this perfectionism that we have. And I think it's human nature. I think we generally, especially physicians, we want to have the right answers. We don't want to fail. Oftentimes in our medical practice, patients' lives depend on it. So it makes sense that we think this way, but there can be some potential negative consequences from it. Another word for it or phrase for it is binary thinking. If you think about binary, my husband is in computers, and so I am familiar with the binary concept. And back in the, I'll say olden days, uh, (laughs) but a long, long, long time ago before we had our fancy way that we create computers, everything used to be like zero or one. If it was if it wasn't zero, if it was one, if it wasn't one, it was zero. And that's a binary thinking or thinking things have to be yes and no. And there's no such thing as a maybe. That's binary thinking. And it really leaves things somewhat divided. And we don't have any sort of room for complexity with this thinking. And when we're in this almost polarized mindset, we can get into the pattern of not thinking about alternative options. And it can lead to us potentially giving up or being in a failure state. So when I think about black and white, then I think about shades of gray. Have you ever Googled how many shades of gray there are? 
And spoiler alert, there are more than 50. I'm sure you, well, most of us have probably uh, been familiar with the movie Fifty Shades of Grey. But there are more than 50 Shades of Grey. And I actually Googled this. And there are 136 Shades of Grey that have names. So they have names to them and hex codes. Hex codes are codes that are assigned to different types of colors. Um, And just as an aside, I found some really interesting names for gray. And I'll give you a couple of them just because I thought they were interesting. One is called Deep Space Sparkle. Another one is called Rocket Metallic. Another one is called Timberwolf. There's one called Zombie Gray. There's one called Echo. There's one called Ice Cube. There's another one called Stone. And there's one called Coin. And there's even one named after a state. The state of Nevada has a gray color. So I found this very interesting that there are so many interesting names that are given to shades of gray. There was an article in a journal called the Journal of Digital Imaging. And this was published back in... 2007. And when they looked at x-rays and CT scans, they showed that our bodies can emit up to 65,000 shades of gray. But the problem is that our screens, our computer screens, the pixels in the screens can only display about a thousand shades of gray. And I found this very interesting and amazing fact. So I thought you all might be uh, interested. If there are any (laughs) radiology folks listening, I'd love to hear your input. So uh, give me a message. I'd love to, to hear what you think about that. So let's talk about some of the examples of this black or white thinking and how it actually shows up for us. One of them is our thinking that we will either succeed or fail. I had this thinking back when I was thinking about starting my executive coaching business with Pocket Bridges. I was thinking I'm either going to be wildly successful or I'm going to or I'm going to fail. And fortunately through coaching I had a different perspective on that and it's not necessarily either I succeed or I fail. It's like you can help people along the way. And there's ways that we can think about what success actually is that can help us move past that. Another way that this shows up is when we think about things being like tasks that we actually do, like whether it's around the house or for our children, you know, we think about things as either they're done perfectly or not at all. Some people are clean freak. I wouldn't say I'm a clean freak. I like things to be neat and not messy, but I wouldn't say I'm a clean freak. But I do know some people who are clean freaks. They have to have every speck of dust cleaned up. I mean, they are just clean freaks. And some of them have this thought of things have to be done perfectly or just not at all. Another example of this is... There may be a thought of some of you who are thinking about you know, going into private practice, opening up your own company. There may be a thought of if I don't make X amount of money or if I'm not wildly successful, 
I'm not going to do it. It's not worth my time. I'm in several different uh, physician communities who uh, talk about investing and they either have uh, rental properties, like short-term rental properties, long-term rental properties. And there is a thought that if I can't rent it out 100% of the time, or if I can't get X amounts out of the property, then it's not worth my time. Some people have the thought that if they can't get X amount return on an investment, they're just not going to invest. They're not going to do it. A way that this can show up in our leadership positions and our leadership jobs is that, one, we may not even apply for an opportunity if we don't meet all of the requirements. And women are notorious for this. A lot of women, I think there's been some studies that actually show that if a man was interested in a leadership position or an executive position, they will apply for a job knowing that they don't meet many or half of the requirements. They're just going to apply for it. And us women, we don't think the same way. We don't apply for as many jobs, leadership positions, executive positions, if we don't meet 100% of the requirements. So I encourage you to think about maybe thinking about things a little bit differently. And as we go through the podcast today, a little bit later, we'll talk about some ways to get through that. The other thing is in our leadership positions, a lot of us have thoughts about how a hospital should be run and how healthcare should be and how we need to make changes. And if we're not able to accomplish exchange, then we're not going to do it. We're not going to be in these leadership positions because we cannot or we don't think that we can move the needle in the direction it needs to go. So you just don't do it. Okay. That's another example of black or white thinking. There's some negative implications that can come from this. It can be very stressful and anxiety provoking to think this way. We may avoid even doing some tasks or applying for a position If we see ourselves as either a success or a failure, it can lead to a lower self-esteem. And that doesn't feel good. I don't like to feel like I don't have a very high self-esteem. I like to feel empowered. I like to feel strong. I like to feel in control of my emotions. And I like to feel positive. So this frame of thinking can potentially lead to a low self-esteem. It doesn't allow us to have any sort of mistakes. And then if we don't have mistakes and don't allow ourselves to have mistakes, then that hampers our growth. We can't learn from our mistakes. Another thing that can happen is that we can just sometimes just not make a decision. And if we don't feel that we can choose one or the other, then we're left not making a decision. Sometimes we can be very frustrated when we feel like we don't have any other options to choose from. 
it can really stop us from making any decisions at all. There's times that we can miss out on uh, opportunities, business opportunities, whether it's starting our own practice or uh, joining a particular hospital system or even making investments. And the other thing is that it can affect relationships too, our social relationships and family relationships as well. I have some tips to overcome this black or white thinking, some questions you can ask yourself if you find yourself in this situation. It is possible to create lasting change. We'll start with the one is knowing what your values are. And there is a freebie that will be in the show notes. So I encourage you to, uh, to sign up for that. It's also on my website at values.rachelmillermd.com. So you can discover what are your values? What is important to you? What do you stand for? That's going to be the first step. The next is to ask yourself, is it really true? And if the answer is yes, ask yourself again, is it really, really true? And that's a process of self-reflection. It's the process of asking yourself the question so that you can move past that binary thinking. Another suggestion is to manage your expectations and set some goals that are going to be more achievable, some realistic goals, realistic expectations for yourself. Another thought is meditation. And this is something that I am working on myself is with intentional meditation and thinking about my thoughts and being conscious of what it is I'm thinking and, and working on being present to my body and what thoughts I'm having in my head. Another suggestion is to reframe your thoughts. So if you're thinking, well, I have to do full time or no time, like how can you reframe this thought? Is that really true? You know, instead of thinking, I don't have a choice, think about what choice do I have? The other thing is self-compassion. We give ourselves a hard time sometimes, and we oftentimes give other people more grace than we give ourselves. We give our kids more grace. We give our family members, our parents, we give our spouses more grace than we give to ourselves. And that's something that we can definitely work on. Another suggestion is to get support from other people, from a community, uh, from a coach that can help you really see things in a different light or different perspective. The type of coaching that I do is I partner with the client and ask the questions that need to be asked to get you to where it is that you want to go. So if, if someone comes to me and they're saying, I'm feeling stuck. So we go through the process of talking about that and I ask questions to help move you forward in the direction that you want to go. So I definitely recommend coaching. I'll give you another example. Thankfully, my parents, when I was growing up, they 
encouraged me just to do my best on exams. They didn't say, we expect you to get an A or an A plus or 100. They just said, do your best. And that was something that I am definitely grateful for. But I did know people who got in trouble if they didn't get an A. It was like, you either get an A or you're a failure. And I encourage you to think about that. And if you're treating yourself that way, that's not giving yourself grace. We deserve grace. Another example is when I think about diets and weight loss goals. We participate in several programs that don't allow for any sort of moderation. So you can't have any sweets or any carbs or any sodas or any coffee. And oftentimes that restriction can ultimately cause us to feel like a failure if we do slip up. So to wrap up, as we're thinking about this black or white thinking, just know that this thought process is very common and you're not alone. And it doesn't have to control us or hold us back. The first step is to recognize this pattern of thought. Recognize it and then interrupt it and ask yourself, is this really true? So if you're feeling like I'm stuck in my job, I feel stuck in my job, I don't have any other options. The first thing you do is say, is this really true? And oftentimes just knowing that your thought may not necessarily be true can be very empowering. And then if you get to that point where you say, maybe it's not true, the next question to ask yourself is what other options are there? And write it down. Writing things down can be very, very powerful. Write it down. So try some of these strategies like self-compassion and monitoring your thoughts and reframing your thoughts and see what kind of effect and what positive outcomes you have from some of those things. These things will help you be more balanced and be more realistic in your life. I'm starting a community of physicians where we will be doing some workshopping and having discussion about how to do these specific strategies I'm talking about, how to have self-compassion, how to monitor your thoughts, how to reframe your thoughts. If you're interested in being notified when this community opens up, sign up for my email list at rachelmillermd.com. These types of opportunities, like joining my membership, are going to be are specifically for those people who are listening to the podcast, and this information is truly resonating with them. I'm looking to build a community of people who are like me and who are interested in feeling unstuck so they can feel more empowered. Who doesn't want to feel more empowered? This opportunity won't be on my website for everybody to sign up. It's going to be for those who are interested and are drawn to the content that I'm providing. And during these discussions and workshops, like reframing your thoughts and self-compassion, we're going to talk about them and we're going to tackle them together. So I definitely encourage you to sign up for the list. If you're feeling helpless or stuck, you don't have to be. 
get help from a therapist and a coach. And if you're interested in a coach, I'm here to help you move forward and get past that. But I also typically recommend for someone to have a therapist on board as well. And we work together. Until next time, take care and we'll talk next week. Thanks for tuning in to this Life, Love, and Leadership for Physicians episode. Did you have an aha moment? I'd love it if you shared it with me on Instagram at drrachelmillermd. That's drrachelmillermd. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like for me to cover or a guest you'd like for me to have on the show, please let me know. I love your suggestions.